Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Excited to, to chat to you about this wonderful book. Um, Craig Andrew Minnie, thank you so much for being on the Broad and the Brief. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Good to be back. I know, totally. So we have met uh, online, albeit when I had oh I had met major tech difficulty, I think, the last time I spoke to you for oh, really? <laughs> oh my god, I was like, you know, standing on one leg and <laughs> trying to get a reception. <laughs> so hopefully we won't have any of those issues today. Um yeah, so the last time that I spoke to you was for another creative project that you've been involved in. Um but had no idea so to be totally honest, had no idea that alongside the film difference the difference between us, that you had also written a book and it was being published yeah yeah, yeah it's 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 been a mad year i'm not gonna lie yeah i know mad, well, that's what i thought when i when you messaged me to say about the book and i was like so you've been doing that too like that's a <laughs> that's a lot of stuff because it seemed i realized in speaking to you and getting to know so etienne kawabu who's been on the podcast before um we'd spoken about the film and um obviously detailed you know everyone that was involved in it but i didn't actually realize how deeply you're involved in it because as well as starring in it you were in the creative team mm-hmm. yes yes so i i ended up uh co-writing the film with etty and he he it was his, it's his story it's his idea and he'd written a early draft of the script and i think when i got cast i mentioned that i was a a writer as well and he just asked me for some advice on his script and it kind of snowballed until eventually i was co-writing the script with him and kind of helping him redraft it as like a script editor type role um so that that was great and then, and then i think I ended up eventually having about four or five different jobs in the on the, on the film i think it was the script supervisor at one point i was the producer as well sometimes so yeah it, it, it was it was a crazy time on set as well as also be, being in the film too so i'm quite glad i didn't have as big a part as the other actors, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the. For those of you who've seen the film, if you have already had a chance to catch, I'm, I'm the bad guy, I'm the bad guy. I'm, I'm Pete in the film, yeah. So not as big a part as everyone else, which was good actually, because I think if it had a, a main role, I would have been panicking on set <laughs> quite a lot trying to juggle all the different jobs. Played brilliantly, by the way, my ads. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Thought it was great. Just, um, yeah. I mean. We're predominantly here to talk about your wonderful book, but I will mm. just say that the film was wonderful. I was just so impressed, like by you all, like you know, it was shot brilliantly, like great plot, great acting. Um, yeah, just I'm just so I was actually really proud of Etienne, even though like you know I don't know him very well. Um, but having interviewed him prior to seeing the film and then seeing it, I was like, wow seriously impressive and I can't imagine what work has gone into that like to make that all possible and it was lovely on the night um there was a bit of a Q&A which I always enjoy for mm-hmm. obvious reasons um <laughs> but just for the cast and some of the the, the kind of team behind it as well um just to get that insight because yeah people see a finished polished item whatever it is a book a dance a film you know and you've got some semblance of an idea of how these things go but I guess you can never really know what's involved in a creative project of that magnitude until you're in it and you've done it and you've, you've came out the other side. Well, yeah, it's quite interesting watching it from because obviously it, this was the first time I'd been involved on that side of the camera. Um, because obviously I'd started mm. out as an actor, 
Um, so it was the first time I'd been that heavily involved as part of a crew. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I was also in, in the editing room, obviously, in post-production too. So I was sitting there. So it, it was kind of bizarre seeing a film from that standpoint. And then I, by the time it got to the premiere, I'd seen the film about 20 times. So I, I, I was sitting there and I, I think I was having a very different experience to everyone else because I was watching the film going, I remember that day. Oh, I remember that. Oh, we didn't, we didn't get lunch till about then that day. And, and, and the, 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 those kind of things that you don't really think about when you're an audience member. And it, it, it was really my experience with the best part of my experience on the premiere was actually just sitting watching everybody else so i kind of spent the most of the time just kind of right are they going to laugh here are they going to get this joke or are, are they going to cry here or that you know are they going to have that emotional reaction we want so it was it was fascinating kind of coming at it from that standpoint after being an actor for so long i bet so yeah so was acting i mean you're wearing many hats it seems yeah <laughs> did, did the acting come first then before yeah writing? yeah so i mean I think I'd always want to do both. I, th- I think I think that was always in my head. Uh, I think from, if you'd asked five-year-old Craig what he wanted to be, I would have said an actor or an author. So this year's kind of a big deal for me, I think. But um, but yeah, I think I think it was a case of the acting was the the primary thing to begin with. But I've really discovered the fact that I'm very passionate about behind the camera as as well now. So the writing has kind of taken over a, a lot. I think probably in terms of you know like career trajectories and stuff i think the writing's kind of overtaken the act in it which i'm something i'm perfectly happy with because i'm really enjoying it and also kind of being behind the camera too i'm I've now joined etienne's production company as their development producer now as well so nice I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm now yeah so i'm now officially working for them in that capacity um which again it's, it's something that i've i didn't know that this like because it's, it's, obviously when you're younger and, and you think about getting into this industry you just kind of think well this is what i want i, I want to be an actor right so this is all i'm going to do and I, I'm, I'm just going to go and be in films and tv shows and yeah, yeah all be wonderful um <laughs> but then the reality is that obviously things you know take time and, and i mean the biggest advice i can give to anyone who actually wants to do it would be that you know it's good to wear many hats because if you are being creative in any way it's going to help you um get to that next point and i think writing for me has done that uh, for sure and I've really, really enjoyed kind of finding out that this is actually something I, I'm quite good at and quite enjoy. Because um, if I'd known that this role existed, I probably would have gone for that, I think, initially. And maybe studied okay. at uni to, to, to be a you know script editor, developed producer, because I'm really enjoying kind of getting people's ideas and helping them with them and kind of helping shape them and stuff. So it's good to find out different roles in the industry, especially if, you know, I think that's Green Skills Scotland and all these people, they, they have these different bios and stuff that you can look at. So if you're thinking about getting in industry, definitely look around because it's not just, you know, one thing. You're going to be this and you're going to be that. There's so many different things you can do. So yeah, I highly recommend checking things out and making sure, for sure. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it's that no wrong path, like that hashtag that yeah. you do when, it, when the, you know, the exam results come out and stuff. You know, speaking to so many people in the podcast from various realms, like, you should always be learning. When mm-hmm. The learning shouldn't stop as an adult and also learning about yourself and where your strengths lie and what your interests are. And those do change over time. Like I do really feel for young people um, mm-hmm. feeling that they need to like fit in a box from age 14 or whatever, picking your, your subjects. No, I guess you've got, to, you've got to put your focus somewhere to start with. But I think, you know, it's perfectly sensible that over time you will... F- develop new skills you'll find new ways of working you'll have other interests and yeah these all these skills talk to each other it's all transferable do you know I mean you the stuff that you've learned as an actor mm-hmm. you're definitely going to be taking that into your writing and behind the camera because you can see it from 
pardoning the pun, like all angles. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of you know just talking about it in film, but then it bleeds right into like being an author because it's that use of imagination and language and character development. Like as an actor, you know what it takes to develop a character and make it believable and. Um, yes, I think that's perfect advice, like great advice. Like I think for young people as well, like you might not understand how many roles are within one mm. realm, like film and TV. Do you know what I mean? Unless you've been in that world and you know somebody that works in that world, you don't necessarily know like how many people are behind the film. Oh, I, I was astounded. See, the first 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 time I actually set foot on like a big high production, uh, you know, set. Mm. I was just in awe of like the amount of people like that were there, and I think so. When I, when I started out, I actually started as a um, supporting artist. Just when I was like really young, what I did was I, I I decided to do it for a little bit just to kind of see what it would be like to to be on a set, um, but not have the pressure of obviously being you know called upon to actually act just to kind of watch everybody. So essentially, yeah. that's what I did. I, I you know I went onto all these different sets. I remember just I remember just sitting there. And I, I just looking at everyone, just all bustling around and, and all these different jobs that they were doing. And that's what I used to do. I, I used to sit and I used to take notes, actually, because obviously there's a lot of downtime on set, especially if you're a, if you're a supporting artist. Um, so I used to sit and I used to watch and I used to say, okay, this is, what, this is what a day in the life of this person is and what are they doing? And I, I would just sit and I would I would uh, monitor all this while I, while I was doing that. And I was just, yeah, it was fascinating. The, the amount of people it takes to make a film, you have no idea if you if you've not seen it with your own eyes. So yeah. yeah, lots of things, lots of things to be, lots of things to do. And were the people at home when you were growing up saying, yeah, that that's like a world that you can go into and that's that's a career choice, like in terms of you're wanting to act and you know, be in theatre or films or TV. Is that something that was known to you in your world? Uh well, my my, my parents actually met uh, in Amdram. My uh, my mom moved back to uh, I'm from Dundee, so my mum moved back to Dundee, um, and she joined an Amdram thing. I think she she walked in, and my dad opened the door for her, and that was yeah that that that's oh. the story. It's not it's not worked out happily in the end, obviously, but you know it, it, the the, sto- the story initially is a happy start. Um, but yeah, so it was always kind of there. I think I think my 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 dad I think he was actually a stand up comedian for a while. Uh, he was ah. back in the day. He was in in the nineties. Um, just it was unfortunately just before the you know, the big boom that you get with comedians nowadays and, and the Apollo. But, you know, he, 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 I think Frankie Boyle was on with him when he was starting out and, and all these kind of people. So, yeah, so it, it, uh, so he always wanted to, you know, I think, perform and things like that too. So he got it. Uh, and my mum as well. My mum my actually still does the Amdram, which is great. Um, so oh, I go yeah. I pop back to Dundee, Dundee and watch her now and again on, on stage and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so, so yeah, they they definitely understood and they definitely encouraged it, which was which is the main thing, I think. Because at the end of the day, again, for any, for any, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking as a, a wise old, old thirty year old now. <laughs> I know, you know what I'm saying. I don't know why I keep saying to the young people listening. Well, um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, for, for anyone who's out there. But yeah, essentially, like this is this is all you've got, guys. You've got to go for it. Um, you've got to have a have a have a go. Um, because there's no point in looking back when you're you're older and you think, ah, I was quite good at that, but I wish I wish I'd tried it. So. You've got yes, to just yes. give it a go, and, if, and and as long as people are, are supportive, then all, all the more for it. Um, and if they're not supportive, then yeah, just do it anyway. Because you know, if if, if it's whatever it's what you want to do, then just do it. Because as 100%. I always, my my, my my motto is, why the hell not? Because love what's that the point motto. Not, 
what, what, what's the point in, in not, not giving it a go and trying? Yeah. But yeah essentially, yeah. Yeah, that, that's where yeah the world is going to throw you a curveball anyway, do you know what I mean? So you might as well enjoy, like, do you know what I mean? Whatever, you, whatever path you go down, like, you're, there's going to be the trials and tribulations of life, do you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I, if you can find the joy somewhere, um, and, you know, even more so if you can make a living off it, like, even mm. better, do you know what I mean? And that's, that is the tricky bit, you know, and... I obviously yeah. work in the creative industries, so I do know it firsthand. But um, and I do deem myself very lucky to be still working in the creative industries in any way, shape, or form at the state that they're in at times. But um, but yeah, no, I, I think you're totally right. And I think what I found really inspiring when you then got in touch to say about the book that you'd written, I was like, that's I love that juggle essentially of you. Know, I, I'm doing things that I like. I'm doing things that inspire you know, motivate me, that inspire me, like, you don't have to have one hat on, you can be working on a film very successfully, and that's all consuming, yeah, but in the background, mm -hmm. you've also got this other project that's bubbling away, and I know they obviously don't necessarily align up, because I would understand that, same as a film, a book takes a long time to make, yeah, <laughs> as well as yes. then have it published, <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm oh, assuming yeah. it's a long process for it to get to the point where it's a physical book in your hand. Yeah, I mean, it It was, uh, I think I typed the first word. I think the, the finger hit the keyboard in 2019, I think, was when it started. So, yeah, which, which to be fair, some people might might go, well, that's not a long time, but some people also might go, that's quite a long time, depending on, I think, how old you are. Um, I think for me personally, it's felt a long time because I think just from my age, I'm 30 now, I think I started writing when I was 26. So that's quite a, I think that's quite a big difference in your life, being in your mid-20s to being 30. Um, so I think it kind of feels like a long time, a long, a huge part of my life, which may not to other people, maybe four years to some people is like, oh, it's only four years. That's not, that's not, that's not too bad. But, um, but yeah, so it started then and essentially it's been a case of plugging away the, look, the count, the countless, countless redrafts that you do for these things. I mean, you've got, you've got, you've got to, you've got to work at it. There's no, there's no other way, especially with a book because it's such a saturated market. You know, it, 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 there's so many books out there. I mean, if you just walk into a bookshop, like the fact that there's a book on that shelf is incredible. Like, like if you think about what it went into that book being on a shelf, yes. not just even on you know online or whatever. If it's actually physically in a bookshop, the amount of time it took or the hard work it took to actually get it in there is, is you've no idea. Um, mm. So that's that's the thing. Like people have a certain view of what they want if they're if you like if you're submitting it to publishers and all these things and. I mean, I, I've, I've always maintained since this process started that I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. There was a, there was a hell of a lot of rejection along the way, which is what which is what happens to a lot of creative people. But that's part of the course, guys. You've, you've got to keep going. Um, and the, the main thing about rejection is that it's a, it's a chance to make yourself better. Um, because every time it got rejected, what I would do is I'd sit and I'd go, okay, right, it's not obviously not ready yet. That's fine. It's not ready yet. So we just keep going. Um, so I, what I did was I just re I went through it again, redrafted it. Wow. Um, made myself better as a writer each time, made the story better each time, and until eventually someone said yes. And and that's that's where we're at now. So it is now it's now published. It got published about a month ago, I think. It was about a month ago it came out. Um and now it's sitting in bookshops in, in Scotland which is which is there you go. So it, it's there. That's it's amazing. made it to made it to shell. So so yeah. So you yeah, just gotta I, keep going. I'm so impressed by like that's I think a lot of people have that dream of like, you know, if I was to write a book and what it would be and have it published, like I think it's a huge achievement, a, a like massive congratulations. Um, the Rebel of Time, was that always the title and was that always the premise of the book? 
the title, the title. Oh my god, the the, the titles had about five different titles. I think. Okay. Um, I, th- I think it is various forms. I, I'm I'm really happy with where we got to. But I think that it was actually not until the publisher got involved that the, the title got set. The title. The title was this long winded thing, which I'm not going to even say. I think I was. <laughs> Going for like the, the, the you know like the, the Harry Potter and the, 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 that that okay that kind of big you know that kind of, and they were like nah let, let's let's go for a more kind of you know simple thing, uh, so they really helped with the title actually I, I, it was some, and I finally settled on it and I'm very happy with it because I think it's quite a snappy quite you know yes it, it's the the rebel of time it's it's it sounds good but the the story itself I mean it's not really it's not really changed much i would say over the course of when i first started right the actual beginning middle and end the kind of story structure that i had from the start has kind of remained okay. a lot of things have kind of changed in terms of like my capability as a writer for a start that's changed quite a lot over the four years but and the way it's been written i think i've really worked on but the actual premise the idea mm. that's that's kind of remained um from the start i mean it's it's one of those things it, it, it was uh it was just an idea i had way i mean well it's a time travel based story. We can go into the specifics in a second. Mm-hmm. Was with the yes. plot and stuff, but 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 um, it's, it's a time travel based story. And I grew up on those kind of things. Like my favorite film is Back to the Future. Still is since I was a kid to, to now. Um, and my favorite TV show was Doctor Who as a child. And I'm really looking forward to it coming back. Incidentally, because it looks like it's going to be amazing <laughs> again. But um, but yeah. So I, this was always going to happen. I was always going to end up writing something to do with time travel or history or something like that. So it's really a story that's kind of stuck with me. For a long time, and I, the idea kind of came just before I started writing it, and it actually I can't I can't really say why I wrote it in terms of like well what the initial spark was I mean because it's something that's not been revealed yet. If there is going to be future books in this book, the, the actual idea yeah. or the story hasn't been revealed yet. So I it was going to be that that would be oh imagine that would happen, and then it kind of went from there and, right. and it spawned this first book. So. We'll see. I'm hoping it's going to be serious. I won't actually reveal what that idea was. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm yeah. not. I'm not trying to. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> exciting that there's the potential for more. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so when you put pen to paper or you typed the first word, mm-hmm. was it always with the view that yeah, this is going to be a published book? I'm going to be able to hold this in my hands. Do Do you oh. have those aspirational dreams from the get go? Yeah. I, I mean, I think. I think I would be lying if I said I didn't, because I think I was I was always pushing for this. That 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 was I I'm I'm kind of one of those people who I need to have a purpose for for what I'm doing in, mm-hmm. in a certain certain way, shape, or form. And that my mindset on things has cha- has shifted a little bit in terms of more you know intrinsic stuff, which I'm, I'm again I can talk about a little bit later as well if you want. But but the it's it's one of those things where I started writing it knowing that this was the end game whether i fully believed it would happen that's another matter because that's that's quite a it, it's so unlikely that it is going to happen but i knew that i was going to do everything i could to make it happen um, you kind of have that, to i mean obviously writing for your writing sake and writing for yourself like and i'm sure you've written a million other mm, things do you mean mm, if you're somebody mm. who enjoys books and stories and um you know you it might have been something else poetry or screenplays or whatever it is but you know but yeah, I totally identify with the having an end product thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. Like, I, I need to have, like, a starting place. Like, I'm not... So I'd love to be somebody who journals, but I'm just not. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, if I'm ever asked to write, like, you know, just, like, free writing, like I did it yeah. in a workshop a couple of months ago, and I was like, oh, this is enjoyable. But it then didn't make me go and do it, like, anymore. Like, mm. I think I'm always, like, if I'm going to... If I write a poem... 
then I'm going to then put it out in the world. Like, I'm going to share it. I don't know if there's something yeah. narcissistic in that. But I don't know. It, it, <laughs> we, you know, and I love dancing, but I don't really dance at home. Like, just right, for me. Right. But when I do do it, I'm like, oh, I love this. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. Like, I, I tend to make, to have this end product. Mm-hmm. And whether I share it with the world or just share it with one other person but it's funny like i think everybody's slightly different in that sense like some people have to write every day and nobody will never see the light a day you know and whether they then go into write a book is another thing but um yeah i think your own creative process and what gets you to wherever you're wanting to get to is totally legit like there's no right or wrong way of, of doing it because sometimes i would go oh god like i'm not really like a real artist if i'm not like dancing every day you're like well well, it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. <laughs> That's your process, yeah. you know. So, were you somebody who was writing on a regular basis, and then but just always thinking of this story, and that this this would essentially become a book? I mean, I I wrote three other books before this one, but simply as a practice, essentially. Um, so I I did I did write, but it wasn't so much for actually publishing it or trying to get it published it was more a case of that i was going to write this to ha- essentially just see if i could do it see if i could because that's that's one of the things initially you need to kind of just see if you can finish a book because that, that that's the thing because a lot of people start writing books but they don't they, they never kind of get around to it. it's the idea of can you take a story from beginning middle to end that, that that that's that's essentially that's a skill in itself being able to actually develop a character over the course of a story or develop the plot over the course of a story that that that's an important thing to be able to know that you can do so i, I kind of did that initially and i kind of tried different genres as well and actually to be to be honest with you two of the books but i'll put books in, in quotes but two, two of the things i wrote um are now uh scripts that i've got so i've converted them into scripts uh-huh. um so, so 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 the actual the idea that the uh, I thought was quite strong, but whether I executed it well enough back then, probably not. Yeah, that's fair enough. But you know, you, you get better as you go. Um, but I knew immediately when this idea came. Now nah, this is the one. This is the one I've got to push for and actually try and get it made properly. Um, so Jeez. yeah, th- this idea was special to me. I think in terms of what I thought it could do and what it could achieve. So you had this central character, Doran. Like that was mm-hmm. was that. The, the person that you had in your head, you knew who that character was? Yeah, so I mean, this, the story follows uh, this Scottish teenager called Dorn West, and he, and he lives up in this uh, village in the Scottish Islands. It's this really remote place. There's only like, you know, islands and puffins to the west. Is that is that that kind of place where there's the like last there was, like, there's five, five puffins to one person. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> yeah that's one of the things with the first bit, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's that kind of place, the kind of last stop on the mainland. You know, there's not, nothing else around, and it's like a tourist, you know, spot you know and, and a lot of people who are from these kind of places they kind of have a choice in life whether they are they the kind of people who are going to stay do they want to stay and stay with their family and kind of support their local community or do they want to go out into the world and you know go to the big city or you know try and go off to university or college and kind of make themselves somewhere else and reinvent themselves so that's the kind of thing he's kind of going through at the start but unfortunately for him he is he's no ordinary teenager and he discovers that he can he can travel in time uh, and he has this ability. So, yeah, D- Dorn himself, so Dorn has a friend in the book called Xander, and, and the book really is about the two of them. Dorn is the main character, Xander's his best friend, and, and it's the the book is really about their relationship more than more than anything. And I think what I've kind of discovered from writing it, to answer your question in a long-winded way, um, Dor- Dor- Dorn and Xander 
are both aspects of me. I think that it's like it's, it's like me split in half. I, th- I think the t- the two characters. Mm-hmm. So 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 do- so Doran is, I would say, he's more introverted. He's a bit more dry with with, with his humor and things like that. And that's kind of my kind of default. I would say that's the kind of person I am most of the time. But Xander is who I who I become almost when I'm talking about something creative or I'm working with people in the industry or. It's kind of a weird thing that happens to me. It happened when I when I when I would, when I would get up as a kid and perform on stage or you know in front of the class or whatever it would be. I would kind of change. It was kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm quite a shy. I'm quite shy. I'm quite introverted normally. But as soon as I set a foot on a stage, it would just totally change. Um, and I think I'm kind of still like that. Even when I'm just talking about something, I get excited. If I if I talk about a film or a TV show that I'm excited about, I get all you know <laughs> bouncy and, and and a bit more like Xander, who's a bit more of an extrovert. He's a bit more bubbly. He's, he's into drama and all these things. So yeah, so th- they're I'd kind of I didn't really want the time, but I think after I finished writing, I was thinking, oh, that's just I've just split myself in half there. That's just me, and that's <laughs> me too. Uh, so so yeah, so essentially yeah, that that's that's kind of that's kind of where those characters came from. Uh, from oh, yeah. from my experiences, kind of gr- growing up as well. For sure, that's really interesting. Yeah, I think you, you can't avoid bringing parts of yourself into any creative project. Like that's you're drawn from what you know. Do you know what I mean? Like that makes perfect sense. Um, but you know, I can't imagine just like the the work that goes into developing not just one character but several characters. And then, like I was thinking about like the time traveling aspects. Like then you get, I mean, you know, I know it's fiction, but you know, in terms of accuracy of places and how to describe them, and I mean, how do you even go about starting to go right? Where are they going to go? Where are they going to end up? And your knowledge of that, I mean, I guess if you're already interested in time travel yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing, like you'll be picking places that you already know about. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the times the problem, that you know about. Yeah. I mean, I think if you told me that it was going to be like this for right the time travel, I don't know if I would do it. But yeah, <laughs> but, but now, now that I've done it, I can't stop. <laughs> but, but um but yeah essentially it, it is difficult time travel is difficult to write and, and the thing about it is that you've got to have a logic to it you've got to have a you've got to have a set of rules because if you okay. don't then it, all, then it all kind of falls apart any, any kind of sci-fi fantasy concept the, the mm-hmm. kind of general rule is that you've got to have a set of you know conditions or rules that is true for your world it doesn't matter yeah. what other people have done but as long as what you've got is you know yes. is right and it's consistent the whole time then it's fine so nobody can go how did they get there if they didn't do that and you're like ah, I ah it. yeah. it's all good <laughs> i'm all over it that makes exactly. sense yes of course so yeah there's no set rules in the world of sci-fi but you have to set out your own rules i like that yes it's a bit mm-hmm. of a is that problem solving then you know so it's not just being creative and just you know writing what you like like there is really detailed thought that goes into it because yeah the story's got to move on it's got to all make sense i mean i can only liken mm-hmm. it to all the plays and the music musicals that i've worked on that you know that i've definitely not written but you, you're taking somebody else's um work and going right like where is the logic and how do all these stories match up i'm always really impressed when someone's written something I'm like that's clever how you the whole time there's a thread of that person's story running through it but also that person's story oh and mind that character that came in where have they been oh well, that is that is problem solving to me which I always at school I always got a two for problem solving I was better at knowledge <laughs> and understanding <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so I mean, how did you like did you have a clear idea of like they're going to visit these times and these places from the get-go just because that's the the 
the stuff that makes gets you excited. I mean, yeah. So in terms of kind of two parts of what you just said, that the first part being that. I don't know if that ha- was a question. Sorry. No, yeah, no, 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 I think there's two parts. There. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and go through it all. But yeah, the the so the first part essentially, like in terms of my writing style, because you, you have two different types of from what again from my research of like you know mm. how people write books and stuff. You've got two different types of writers. You've got people who are plotters and people who are like so the plotters means essentially that you plan everything out before you start writing, and you've got other people who kind of just kind of see how the story emerges as you write. I think I'm naturally more of a plotter anyway, which kind of lended itself to this story. And I don't think you could really write this story unless you were a plotter type writer. Because you've got, as you say, problems. So you've got to have that crazy wall where you where you, where you look at it and look at all the strands and look at all the, the post-it notes and all these things. You've got to have that. Otherwise, it's never going to work. Um, and Did you have a wall? That, uh, in my head, yeah, I think I think I, okay. had I, think, I, I think I think I also had like um, you know physical like notes and stuff. I, I don't think I had like a, a post notes from threads just yet. I think you know, I think just, as a story, there's all these visions for the film, you know, when you end up making a film about your life. Do you know what I mean you've got to keep these visions in sight? Great. I know. I think I, th- I think as the as the books get more complicated as, as we go, because the longer you write time table, the more complicated it gets. Probably we'll end up having a wall eventually, <laughs> but it'll get it'll get like that. But yeah, so essentially that's. That's that side of things, but the the in terms of the places and stuff, I mean, they tended to actually be inspired by either things from my past or things I was interested in as a child or now at uh, uh, history points. Um, and and bizarrely, it's also some places that I was at the time. So, for example, the, the book goes to Florence at one point, like Renaissance Florence. So, I was actually in Florence in 2019. And I remember just being so taken with it, but the landscape, the way it looked, the, you know, the way the buildings looked, and the the reds that were kind of ran through the whole city and stuff. So that that immediately made me go, well, I'd love to write something. Now that I've been here and seen it for myself, I'd love to you know put them there at some point. And I, I always was fascinated by the Renaissance period, Da Vinci stuff like that. So that's in the book. Uh, and in, ter- in, ter- in terms of the 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 other main period they go to is. Robert the Bruce times, so that's Scottish Wars of Independence. Which, if you're a Scottish uh, pupil in a school, if you ever have been, then you know about that time period because it gets <laughs> you know you, you you get told about it all the time. And actually, that really that I knew I was going to put that in the book from the start because that has been inspired since I was a kid. I've always been fascinated by that time period. And actually, bizarrely, my writing journey actually began with that time period because when I was in primary five. I had this wonderful teacher called Mrs. Bryson and she was probably one of the first people to like get me as, as a person. She saw I was quite shy, but she saw that I, I liked being creative and, and and she encouraged me to get up and like read stuff in front of the class and all these things. And I ended up writing like this talk or this like little essay, I think, about Robert the Bruce. And then she took me aside afterwards and said, that was really good. Do you want to maybe write our assembly for this year on Robert the Bruce? And I was like, all right, I'm like I'm, I'm ten years old, but I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> and so I, th- I think I think looking back, I mean, definitely looking back as an adult, I'm sure there was some heavy editing on Mrs. Braxton's part. <laughs> but when, when when the final product came in, but hey, the story structure was all me, of course, yeah. Well, Mrs. Braxton, though, that's they the, yeah. these are the teachers that like they totally leave an imprint. To I mean, like they do have an an impact when they just like show an interest in what you're interested yeah. in. Do you know what I mean? Because there's no right way of learning and everybody learns different, you know, differently. And I see mm. that in schools all the time. And it's just like giving a kid like your attention, like that focus in it. I mean, teachers wear capes. They're amazing. I can't imagine being a teacher. People say that to me all the time. So I work in schools and they're like, you should become a teacher. I'm like, kid, on. Like, I just turn up, I do the fun stuff and then I get to leave. Like, <laughs> they have to do all the paperwork and all the behavioural management stuff. Like, 
snow for me. They're amazing. But yeah, like if a teacher ever is able to focus on you for you know, just that that interaction, just to say you've done really great or you're really good at that or why don't you think of it? I mean, it can last a lifetime. That yeah, stuff. And, it, and, it, and it did. And I actually, it was great. I actually managed to get in contact with her recently. Uh, and I managed to, I sat and had a coffee with her the other week, actually, and gave her a copy of the book and said thank you. And it was great. It was, it was she had, that's she hadn't changed. That's so cool. That's she hadn't amazing. changed at all. Yeah, it was, it was great to catch up with her. Uh, and that's, that's the main thing. Like, I, I've actually, I trained as a teacher. Uh, so I'm, I, I, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a qualified PE teacher, um, and that's kind of. I was very pragmatic as a child, so I decided to become a teacher first, uh, and then, and then, and then went into the acting later. Um, wow. So, yeah, but it was always in the back of my mind I wanted to do obviously the acting and the writing, but I thought you know mm-hmm. I, to, I need to, I need to be sensible. Unfortunately, I, I wish mm-hmm. I had in hindsight, but yeah, listen, um, listen. Yeah. But I mean, you take those skills with you, you take that learning with you. Like exactly. it's not, it's not all, it's not all for nothing for sure. I, I definitely no. believe that. Um, yeah, I love that though. That I love, and what God, that must be so lovely for her. Like you know, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like, like that's the thing. You never know what an impact you're going to have as as a teacher until someone actually just takes the time just to go, thank you. You know, you, totally. You, you, you did that. You know, well yeah. done you. Good on um, you so for doing that as well, because that'll mean a lot to her. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, sure. So the book is written. How do you then start approaching publishers? Is that a strategic thing, or are you just like throwing it out into the world and hopefully, like somebody, like I don't know how that world works. Like you've got this this thing that you've created. You totally believe in it. You're like, you know, this is the the my best of my work, and then it's like a whole other journey. I would imagine to get oh. it published. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're writing it, you're kind of in your own little world almost. You're kind of just writing, there's not really knowing what's going to happen with it eventually, whether you know anyone's actually ever going to actually read it. You know, you have those days where you think to yourself, you know, is it just going to be a thing that just doesn't ever go anywhere and you've spent all this time on it? But I mean, yeah, there's, there's days when you think like that, but you've got to remain positive as best you can and kind of keep believing in yourself. But yeah, when you get to that point where it's done and you think it's ready, essentially... The case is there's different ways of going about it, essentially. And and what happens is you can either go down the route of getting an agent, you can get a literary agent, as you would with an acting agent, and, and then they, on your behalf, approach publishers. But there's also different ways of doing it. The way I did it, for example, was just to go through a publisher directly and just go to them directly and just say, look, I'm, I'm not represented, but this is the story. Do you like it? And yeah, so I, I, tried, I tried both ways. I, 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 I kind of wanted to see what would happen. Um, and kind of, I mean, it, it, in itself, the, the actual just learning how to e- even email these people is its own little skill set. Like there's articles online, like t- tons of articles online just, just dedicated just to, this is how you should write this email. This is what you should say. And you kind of get bogged down in that a little bit as well, where you just think, am I, am I saying the right things? What if I've said this wrong? And then that, that immediately means they discount it because they've just said this or, you know, you, you really, you really start to overthink these things. Um. So yeah, that was kind of the process for me for a, for a long time, I think. But as I said, each time I either, got rejected or didn't get a response or whatever it is um i just go away and i would just go right okay take a bit of time and just take a break from that take a bit from those emails because they are they were demoralizing i'm not gonna lie like just sitting writing those emails all the time and you, you do need to take a break from that and just kind of go back to the almost the drawing board a little, little bit and go back to the story and just kind of remember why you're doing this in the first place which is why because you like writing this book um so yeah essentially that's what that's what i did i, I just kept going kept going back and then I'd go go again. So I would pick. I'd find new people, or I'd find new publishers, um, 
until eventually, as I said, someone said yes, and, and that's that's how, that's how it goes. You just have to keep going until someone says wow. yes. Yeah, because that. I mean, I guess like the acting world, it does come with rejection. That is just part of the course, like you said at the start of the conversation. But that you need to have a bit of thick skin for that world. I think that's why I went down the route of being a choreographer pretty quick. So I was like, oh, this dancing games, like you know, <laughs> auditioning and and not being good enough or not thinking you're good enough, and that that you know that the kind of comparison is the definitely the thief of joy. Yeah, it's tricky. And do you think you are somebody who? does have thick skin and was just like well no like i believe in this and this is just not right that publisher's just not right for my book like it's going to happen i just need to find the right fit i think yeah i I think it's a combination i I don't think i've got like you know like thick skin and just nothing's ever going to bother me because things do things do bother me like that 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 that, that, i'm a a human being so like i think that's the kind of the main thing i would say as well to to people is that it's okay to feel bad about it it's all right mm. you know you don't, you don't have you don't have to pretend that everything's okay yeah, you're, like, you're allowed to be yeah. upset yeah. about it for, and then yeah. then you go right i'm going to take this time to be upset about it and then we move and then we move it's, exactly it's, it's how you <laughs> react to it exactly it's, yes. how, it's how you react to it rather than like if you know because it is gonna it's gonna hurt because it's personal like if you're an actor um it is personal because you're giving put yourself out there it's your performance and they've not said yes if, if you're a writer as well it's very personal it's a personal story um you know, it's, it's you put all this work into it and they've not said yes. So that's that's difficult to deal with and that's okay, but it's about how you respond to that. Do you just go, well, obviously I'm just not good enough and I give up? Or do you go, all right, as I as I said at the start, um, what I said to myself was, okay, it's just not ready yet. That's fine. I'm, 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 I'm we'll, just, we'll just keep going. We'll keep trying to get better. Um, and that's how I kept going with it. Mm. Essentially, is I, I, that that's why I said to myself, I just said it's going to be fine. You you believe in what you're doing. You think, and I think inherently you've also got to believe that you are good enough, mm-hmm. and that eventually some eventually someone is going to respond, or that you can get there. You can you can yes. become uh, good enough if you keep working hard. And that's kind of mm. my philosophy for both any aspect of the creative industry that I'm in. You know that that's kind yeah. of how I feel is that you you'll get there eventually because you know you can do it. You just need to keep keep working hard. I know because that's the thing we you know a lot of creative projects like you could just keep mining and mining and mining to find new stuff like it is making a decision of eventually going Mm -hmm. this is it I could but I won't Mm -hmm. dig into this any deeper I won't edit I won't pull apart I won't add I won't subtract like this is what it is Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you could just keep doing that forever. At mm-hmm. one point, you have to go. And sometimes that's down to time pressures. Like, this is this needs to be ready for this day. And whatever it looks like is the shape that it's going on the stage or it's going in yeah. the film or whatever whatever it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I just really admire that the, the journey that a book has to take. Yeah, because like you're saying, like, if you think of a bookstore, like, all of those people have gone through some yeah. version of that I, I mean obviously i know some people's books got on the shelves easier than others <laughs> i understand that that's the world in the which we live in you know like but what what a massive achievement to to accomplish that you know and, and if you think about it in a short period of time really because of it takes a long time to write a book and it takes yeah. a long time for a book to be published so really when you look back you're like 2019 first words in the page like sorry yeah i mean uh-huh um so when the publisher that it's now publisher book how, how did that uh, relationship come to fruition then um 
I think it was a case of that I had gone down certain routes and I thought, well, this is another avenue I could go down. I could go down this route of just going directly to the publisher and just going, this is, this is, you know, what I believe in. This is a story I believe in. This is why I think it could be successful and all these things. Um, and they just, as I said, it, it just so happened. They were the ones that said, yes, you know, it, it's, 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 uh, and I got a good vibe from the team involved in terms of, I thought they could help the book as well, because the thing about it is, is that the book doesn't stop when you stop writing it essentially that because there's a lot of things that ha that happen between now and then so it, it took a year actually of those four years a year of that is actually me working with the publisher on the book so not just so like, like what i do for film now which is the script editing where i take someone's work and i help them make it better that's why i did with one of the, the editors at this at this publisher i sat for a year with them essentially going back and forward with you know sending emails back and forward with the book and just going okay and just going through it again and again and again until I thought I can't do this ever again. <laughs> and then, that, that, that's essentially what happened to me. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's okay now because I think it's been long enough I can actually sit and read it now. I think, but um, but yeah, at the time I was thinking, Jesus Christ, if, if he comes back with one more note, I'm, oh god, <laughs> throw um, the in. Exactly. So yeah, so essentially that's what happened. And, and obviously, then the part of the process is then obviously, you know, get, giving your ideas on the cover and yes, then giving so ideas and, and all that. That, that was fun fun time yeah um and it's something i quite like i quite like creative design and things like that as well so uh, it was it was nice to have a bit of it it's really eye-catching um, i have to say it's like it looks it's cackling. i love it that's good that's good uh, well that's what we're hoping for with it so yeah that, that's awesome um but yeah and the, and the last part as well the, the part that i didn't really which i actually found the most nerve-wracking was actually the last part which is you have to send out to other authors and get quotes from them which oh, is what's right. on the front. So on the front, yes. on the front cover, you've got a, you've got a few like quotes from other authors and then like who are established, like young adult authors or Scottish authors, sure. which is what I was aiming for. Um, and yeah, and then on the inside cover as well, there's like a whole bunch of them as well. Which which was um, that was what I found the most nerve wracking because I was thinking, right, these people Amongst actually have, peers. you know, <laughs> they've actually done it. You know, they they've actually written something. They've got it. They've been successful. So what are they, what are they going to think of it? And and. It was fantastic. I mean, it actually ended up being the most rewarding part of the process as well, because actually just getting these people coming back and just giving them just a, it, it could be a sense, it could be a, I don't know if you know Kenny Boyle, that that he recently released a book. Um, yeah, and he was in, he's been in a few things. So yeah. he was actually really kind. He he wrote he wrote almost an essay, and I was like, Kenny, this is this is too much. But yeah, but it, it was great. It was fantastic. It was I nearly brought a tear to my when I read it. It was just so nice, but 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 like that's but it didn't matter. Like if they, if they came back with a sentence that was that was enough. I was like, oh wow, you actually read it. You actually gave me some thoughts, um, and that's all you need because if you get people like established authors, that really does help the book because mm. it means that people will take you more seriously because you've actually got people who have shown they can be successful actually also saying that you could be successful. Um, mm. So 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 that's that's a big deal. So actually to get that feedback was was amazing. And you were saying that the. You know, you mentioned there the book is in the young adult category, but I would assume that you know anybody can read this book. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, like that's the thing. Yeah. But what made you go down that route of writing for young adults? Oh, that that's a good question. I say I think partly because of really, from being a teacher myself, I I knew the target audience quite well, and I I've taught all I've taught all ages. I've taught from age four to age eighteen, so I've I've taught I've taught everybody, and mm -hmm. um, so that side of things. But on a more personal point of view, the the thing for me is that I had never had a book like this when I was a kid, uh, growing up in Scotland. Like I I I never had a book where the the main characters were from Scotland or from you know, and even more from the Scottish Highlands and more remote. And mm -hmm. 
and kind of telling that story and also our history, our culture, our language is all in this book as well. And I really, that's, that's really the main reason why I wanted to write it was I wanted to write it for the young people in this country to kind of see themselves represented in the story. That's, that's the big thing for me about, about the book. And that's, I want to write a book for the young me would have gone, Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad I've, I've read that or I've seen that uh, yes. in popular culture and things like that. That, that. That's why I did it. But yeah, as you said, I think, to be honest with you, I wrote it for everybody. I wrote it for adults as well. I think, and I've actually got really nice feedback from from adults too. Um, so yeah, I think it's for everybody, but I think the target audience would be, you know, t- t- we 10 all need a bit of escapism. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we all need yeah. like to go into different worlds and yeah, like your imagination. I mean, I have to admit, like in terms of my, my reading habits or well they're not even habits because well I did an English degree and then I just boycotted books for many years because I was like I'm never reading a book again because I had to read about five a week (laughs) (laughs) so I'm a serial buyer of books I'm not great Uh at making time to read them and then every time I get into reading a book I'm like this is really good for you you really enjoy this why do you not make more time for this but yeah hey ho let's not get into the psyche of Lisa Kennedy but um (laughs) yeah I would tend to to reach more for a biography i think i'm just because i'm i like i'm just fascinated Mm. by real people and what what they do but then starting to read your book i was like oh here i enjoy this like this is you know just total escapism like in a totally other world yeah getting into these characters that you don't know but you want to know more like yeah i I totally see the appeal 100 percent um and i really admire what you just said about writing for young people that you know like that you've worked with and you've taught because generally if you can't see yourself reflected back then where is the inspiration to do the things to dream big you know i think in terms of the theater world and stuff like and we talk about this quite often and um, that a lot of people don't see even going to the theater as something for them yeah. That, that seems elitist. That seems like another world. Like, oh, you'll go to the theatre. Like, what's that? You know, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, people need to see themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, in art. That art is for everyone. That stories are for everyone. That you matter. Who you are and where you come from is important. And, like, the fact that you've had this p- book published and that I'm guessing young people that you've worked with will then get to know about it do you know what I mean they'll be like oh mm-hmm. mind that teacher mind him do you know what I mean like yeah. that that in itself is super inspiring do you know what I mean like you don't already you don't know what impact you've already had and the fact that you've gone through this process the book's a physical thing it's now out there it's in shops like you've had mm-hmm. your book launch like you, you can't control then the narrative that is going to happen I think that's really exciting and I don't just mean young people, anybody goes, oh, wait a minute, like, he did that. He made the thing, he put it out in the world. Oh, and then the story itself is there's places and people that you recognise. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well done. I mean, that was me just saying well done, basically. I think it's <laughs> really <laughs> dead important. It's dead important. And, like, Scots language, I mean, I'm a huge, like, just Scotland on the map. Like, no, stuff's happening here. People are making things, really great things, like Scottish theatre, Scottish books, Scottish film. Yeah, well done. Thank you, thank you, and I echo what you're saying as well about the the, the industry and stuff. It, it is something that I imagine you talk about quite a lot on your podcast as well about you know what, what's going on and stuff. But yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. It is it, unfortunately still. I think I do believe things are getting better because I think we're I think I think we're going on, on an upward direction, but I think it's very slow still, and I think there's a long way to go. Um, we know what it's like being in, in in the industry, you know, where things it all tends to be like things happen in London, or that even worse, they bring London up to us. 
rather than utilizing the people who actually are here already. Um, and I'm hoping that's that's going to eventually shift. And I thought that actually it was getting better because of actually, ironically, COVID, the aftermath of COVID, I thought that actually it would be a case of that because of the self-tape became a thing and yes. um, and things like that. I thought it was going to get better. Uh, I thought that we're going to start hiring locally uh, crew and cast as well. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Mm. The, the, the ball is in their court um, in, t- in terms of that stuff. But yeah, the main thing I would say is that for anyone who is coming to film in Scotland, then there's a hell of a lot of talented people up here. And we, right. we, des- we, we, we deserve the chance as well. And we deserve to, as well, the, the main thing for me is that I'm from here and I want to live here and I want to be able to be successful in this industry, but also still live in Scotland. That's what I want. You know, my, my life is here. So, and I should be able to do that. And I think that's the same for a lot of people who, who live here. You know, that that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the main thing. I think that we should be given the chance to be successful because as I said, I have the people I've met along the way on this on this journey. You know, um, they're so talented, and they deserve to be up there with everyone else and given that chance. Um, and we're here, just just come up and and utilize us. So yeah, yeah that's a wee that's a wee message to to anyone yeah. uh, in, the, in, in the industry as well. But yeah, I digress. And in terms of the book now and its life that it's taken on, so it's in bookshops. I mean, how does he even get there? Like, is that the publisher's job then? Or is that, like, how does that work in, in terms of promoting it? Like, are are you contracted or expected to then appear in different places and talk about it? Like, how, how do you get the word out? I mean, obviously, we're doing this podcast and everybody's, yeah, going, like everybody's <laughs> going to know about it. That's, that's our mission now. But, um, yeah, exactly. like, the, the whole promotional thing, you know, putting yeah. your book out in the world, how does that all work? I mean, I, I think it depends on, like who you are i mean if you're already a celebrity hey you've got nothing to worry about you've already got your profile you've got all these things going on if, if you're if you're with one of the big five public if you're with like penguin or if you're you know releasing the next harry potter or whatever it would be then obviously it's going to be easier um for you but for people like me who's like a debut author um you do need to do a lot of the legwork yourself you know and that, that is that is part of the course and the publisher obviously will help and you've got to just work with them in a partnership to kind of to kind of get the word out. So yeah, doing things like this, doing you know contacting the newspapers, um, do the book launch, and actually just going into the bookstores. Like what I did initially is when the book was about probably about two weeks away from being published, I think I, I went into all the different bookshops in Edinburgh and and all and Glasgow and and I just had came in and just went. I said hi. Essentially, this is the book. Hello, uh, I'm oh, Craig. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Uh, and and just kind of went up to them and just said, look, th- this book's coming out. It's a Scottish story. If you can support it, great. Um, and I can come in and do an event, you know. And uh, people, but to be fair, pe- people have been very, very nice. You know, it, over, overall, I would say, like, ev- everyone's been really supportive. Um, and I've actually got a few things already coming up as a result of me walking nice into a bookshop and just saying, saying hello to the person. So you you um, doing that, then that that hopefully leads to them ordering so many books to put yeah, in the shop then. Is that how it exactly. works, right, Gwaii? Exactly. Do you know there's a new bookshop opening in Dollar? I'm going to send you the link to their Instagram. Thank you. I will pop in. Because I, I saw that <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool, because I love Dollar. I used to work in that area. That's maybe a shout. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I think it's just it's totally fascinating when you don't know that world. Like that's why I'm asking mm-hmm. all these, which might seem random, silly questions to somebody who's like, "Well, that's obviously how it works." But if you don't know, like if you're not in that world, do you know what I mean? Like it just, mm-hmm. how do you get from a story on yeah. a page to like you know somebody buying your book? And um, I can't imagine the elation of like the book arriving 
and you seen it for the first time and holding it in your hands to then mm-hmm. somebody coming back saying I've read it and I love it and asking you questions and say oh that was the my favorite bit or like how cool is that that I mean surely that's like where you were always aiming to get to <laughs> I mean that that is what it's all about. I think yeah I, yeah. I mean there's 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 online evidence. If you go on my social media pages, you see I did an unboxing video. Now you could see my little face light up when it when it, when it, when, it, when, it, when I opened it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that 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 in particular was a big moment. Just holding it in my hands for the first time and just going, okay, it's it's. it's I mean I, I I think I said it in the video and I've said it to myself. I think on every single event that I've done, for example, from from that video to the book launch and things like that, I just keep saying to myself, it's real. It, 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 this is this is real, like because it, it I, 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 it's actually happened because that that's the thing I think because I I knew from a perspective of this year, like I knew this year was happening beforehand because obviously I, I knew the film was coming out, the difference between us, I knew that was coming out ahead of time, obviously, uh, and because the the book had already been finished by the end of twenty twenty three, it was now in the process of getting the cover done and stuff like that, so the book was done. So I knew it was coming out as well. So I was sitting there, I think, on you know December thirty first, on twenty twenty two, just going, "This year's going to be mental." And I, I, but 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 I, and then so but then I'm actually experiencing it, and and it, and it's just weird to kind of just like you had all this build up of like, it's happening, you know, it's, 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 it's just like all, what it was going to be like as yeah, you know, no, it's actually happening. It's just it's just it's just happening around me, and I'm just kind of exp- kind of going through it all, and just going, it's very odd. It must have been that's been the oddest thing. Um, but yeah, no, that 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 feeling of just holding it uh, and just kind of seeing that it's real, and yeah, as you say, like the, the my my perspective on things has completely flipped over the last like six months. I think from the start of this year, just in terms of in both film and uh, from writing the book as well. I think it was actually we were sitting in um, in Gothenburg because the film went to Gothenburg for for a for, for a couple of days. And we all went out, so me, Etienne, and the, the main cast, we all went out to, to kind of you know support the film, do the press and all these things. And I remember just because I'm I'm really into like watching all like you know behind the scenes videos on YouTube and like watching like you know uh, press junkets and things like that. And I remember just uh we were sitting in a cafe, I think, in, in Gothenburg. I'm just having this like really like you know classic bohemian kind of chat about, about you know about art and the life and all, all these things. And I remember just sitting there thinking, oh, we're doing it. Well, like, well like the thing, the thing, the things that I'm watched on YouTube, like we're we're sitting, like we're, yeah. we've come, we've come to a foreign country to promote our film. We're, you know, it, it's crazy. Like, and you, you know, I think when you're younger, you have this kind of expectation of what things are going to like a more ex- extrinsic outlook of that you're going to be in this TV show, you're going to be in this film, and you're going to, you know, maybe be famous. But that's not, that's not something I've ever been concerned with. But mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean. But my perspective just kind of suddenly just went in that one, like it's sitting in that cafe, just going. We're doing it. Like, like this, that kind of, it doesn't matter how big this film is or how big it's going to be or the fact it's independent or micro budget or whatever it is. We're, we've made it to a foreign country, and it's same. And it's the same with this book. Like, it doesn't matter to me really, like how successful this book's going to end up being because the success actually comes from actually just it becoming real, like just making mm-hmm. it a reality, just just finishing it, even finishing it, finishing it, getting it published, um, getting in a bookshop. That that's that that's that's it. That's success in itself. And that's that more intrinsic stuff of like you just did it, you did it, and and other yeah. people are kind of coming up to you and saying they liked it and things like that. That's what's important because, as I said at the start of the podcast, it's such a saturated market. If you walk into a bookshop, there's thousands of books in that bookshop. If you walk into Waterstones, for example, other bookshops are available. But if you walk into <laughs> uh, 
if you walk into a Waterstones, and I, I actually, my, my book is actually just, you know, has recently got into the Ar- Argyle Street Waterstones. Yes. That, 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 that's mental in itself. And I, I got sent a picture yesterday of it just sitting on a shelf next to Twilight. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. But, that's but, so but, the, cool. The, so, so, like, so it, that, that in itself, I'm just thinking the amount of people who have written a book and got it there and there's so many so many books to choose from your book the, people walk around that bookshop all the time they're not always going to even see your book they're, they're like you know and it's just it's just one of those things so looking at from that they're just like strategically placing my book everywhere. <laughs> put, put, putting it on a table and it, where it's not supposed to be, That's what I to be doing, yeah. you've got to, you've got to do it and know, like signing good, your yeah. book and all that like i think it's just like you know it's yeah you deserve all that because like it has been a lot of work it's a lot of solitary work like where you know mm. you're burning the midnight oil and all that kind of stuff like you know and all the redrafts and the knockbacks and I enjoyed the sitting in a cafe in Gothenburg enjoy like you know having your book launch and toasting it because mm-hmm. all that graft all that work do you know what I mean and yeah like, the, the joy is in the creation of course and you love the creative process I but there's also been frustrations and knockbacks along the way so when the highs come and I think it is important to like stop and acknowledge the stuff that you have achieved and the hard work and the graft because we're quite often are just I mean I certainly I know that I'm always just going right what's next because yeah. there is usually another thing that has to be done or starting and so but it's important just to take stock of like we made a thing I made a thing um I saw it all the way through great that people enjoyed it I that's like a cherry in the cake but at the end of the day like you made a thing and it's out in the world and yeah and it will take on its own life form yeah. in other people's worlds I mean we've all got the books that we read when we were younger that we still think about or we take mm-hmm. ins- inspiration from do you know what I mean like um you've made a thing like you've got to like take stock before you then go right what is next and I'm sure there are yeah. ideas and stuff brewing for you that you projects that you want to work on things that you are already mm-hmm. have already started but yeah mm-hmm. it's important to like give yourself a pat on the back I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. so what so what is next for you? I guess you'll still have you know, you'll be going into schools or mm-hmm. bookshops mm-hmm. and stuff and still kind of doing the promo for it and and you obviously you do get excited. I can see that your face lights up when you talk about it. So like mm-hmm. that can't be a chore like going in and no. talking about your book and getting excited about writing and reading. Like that's that is exciting. Yeah, you yeah, know, I think yeah, so the, the, I've actually started I, actually on Friday was my first one. I went to um, my old my old school, the one I taught in, because um, that, that class are now doing it as their novel study, which is amazing. So that they're oh actually, my yeah, word, how cool is that? So, yeah, it's really, really, it's really awesome. Yeah, so so I, I, I went in, uh, and it was great to see them um, I, in a different you know context from being Mr. Uh-huh. Mooney. You know, you know, you know what I mean. So yeah, it, it was awesome. So yeah, so I've started doing the school business. That that'll be the next thing I think. And yeah, I mean, in terms of the the other side of my life, the the, the film side of things, then yeah, it's pre production time is coming up soon for the next one, hopefully. Um, yeah. we're we're chatting about it. We're chatting. About, we're we're starting to put the the wheels in motion because, as as you know as well, like you can't rest on. Well, it's good to, as you say to acknowledge you know what you've done and stuff. But if you if you rest for a moment in this business, it's it's like starting again, isn't it? So you've you've got to snowball it. Otherwise, it, go with yeah. the momentum. <laughs> you got to go with the momentum. Yeah. So you know, essentially, yeah. So that that's what's next is is hopefully pre production on the next film is 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 the next one. So yeah. We'll wow, there is what a year it's been for you, Jeezy. You'll get to like midnight and like uh, a hug me and you'll just be like take take stock of everything that's happened in twenty twenty three. 
just sit there just going, Jesus Christ, what? Oh God, I'm exhausted. But yeah, there's actually one more thing I can't even announce yet that's coming this year too. So yeah, I've got one more thing too. To, that, that's not far away actually. I think uh, end of next month, I think. Maybe. I won't, I won't say for sure, but yeah, there's one okay. more thing to come. Um, so not, bu- talk about. not book related? Writing related, but not book related. Writing related. Mm. Exciting. Great. Mm. I love it. That Yeah, it totally is inspirational. You're just going after the stuff that you're passionate about. You're making mm-hmm. it happen. More of that, like broad, brave and equal measures. Like, well done. Totally love it. Totally love it. And I just wish you every success with this book. Like, you're now in the clan, Craig, so... Like everybody's going to know about it. Like I'm going to be spamming folk and <laughs> like. Thank you so much. I know Hunter's a teachers, so. They, well, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so now I'll be I'll be sharing it with everyone, and obviously they'll put the links and stuff in the show notes so that people can go and buy the book. Thank you so much. That'd sure. be awesome. Before you leave the Broad Brave Cave, as it were, um, mm. I've got two questions for you. These are called the Hingamajigs that I like to just ask. Oh, nice. My guests before they they vacate. Um, I have to ask you this question because it relates to your book. It is, in the, it is already in the Hingamid Jigs. If you could be a fly on a wall in any room in any given time, so past, present or future, oh. which room would you be in and what's happening? Oh, wow. <laughs> that is some question. <laughs> I wish I'd known about that ahead of time. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, I could, I could have thought this really well thought out planned answer. But Listen, everybody's the same. They're always like, this is a nightmare. Why did you just ask me this? I'm like, I know I can't answer these questions. I can only ask them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've no idea. Just your answer today. My answer today. Okay. I think I would like to be a fly in the wall in the room when they were coming up with uh, Doctor Who. I think I think I'd li- I think I think I'd like to be in the room and just kind of learning how they pitched that show and how they managed to convince people to do this mad bananas show and at a time where none of that stuff was happening. Uh, so that that is my initial answer. I imagine when as soon as this podcast ends, I've got. Oh, I should have said that. That's a good I'll answer. Let you know, I'll let you know if I think of anything. Yeah, else. just shows you you put your ideas out in the world. Somebody will say, "Do you know yeah. that's an excellent idea?" And then turns into Doctor Who. So, or the Rebel of Time. Oh, the Rebel of Time. Yeah. Correct. Um, And because this uh, podcast was called The Bro and the Brave, what is your favourite Scots word or phrase? Uh, Something that my grandma used to say to me when she's from Aberdeen. She was from Aberdeen. uh, And she used to say, Your head's like a burst of tea. (laughs) Which means that your hair's all over the place, for those of you who didn't know. The the Doric. Your head's like a burst city. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sure during the process of writing a book, your head was like a burst city, but it's all been worth it. <laughs> it's all been worth exactly. it for sure. Um, no, I just wish you continues to say. So I'm like so chuffed that we've got to have this conversation. I know whatever you're going to do next will have more joy, more success. It's it's brilliant. And uh, thank you so much for joining the Broad Brave Clan. Oh, it's been great, honestly. It's been such a great chat. Thank you so much. Craig Andrew Mooney, you're a Broad Brave in every way. Well done. <laughs> thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.